Um, hey, it's great to be back. Um, Charlotte and I have been away um, for the last couple of weeks uh, following Christmas. Uh, we only got back on fr- we got back at 5 a.m. on Friday morning, having flown all through the night. So we've had kind of one full day back. So we are kind of like jet lag is hitting us big time. So if I just start to ramble, um, just, uh, just, just read the Bible or something. It's, um, it's, uh, but it's, it's really it's great, it's great to be here. And in fact, I, I was thinking, a long plane journey, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a little bit like journeying with Jesus a little bit. Um, we've, we've done these kind of massive 13-hour journeys, and you kind of think, wow, this is really exciting but it's also really a bit disorientating. And actually, you know you're going somewhere incredible, but you kind of feel a little bit out of control uh, as well. Uh, you know, you, I mean, I, I don't know if you like traveling or if you like packing, you like, but you kind of, you go through this whole thing and you just think, I just, I just feel a little bit out of control here. You know, am, are they going to let me through security? You know, is something going to go wrong with the plane? On one of our journeys, uh, as we, just as we took off, um, we could see lightning outside the window. And we were thinking, oh, Lord... Please um, help. Uh, and, 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 and as I've been reflecting a little bit going into this new year, I, I think, gosh, you know, that is a little bit what life is like, isn't it? That's a little bit what our life of faith is like. We know we're heading somewhere incredible. Uh, we know we're on the most amazing journey. Uh, and it's super exciting. But actually, sometimes it can also feel a, a little bit disorientating, uh, a little bit tiring. Uh, and a lot of the time, we can feel we're just out of control. We're just sitting in the plane and the captain is taking us somewhere and we just have to trust in him. And, uh, and as we head into our new year together, you know, I'd love us just to renew our focus on Jesus, the captain who promises to take us to the very best uh, place. It is exciting. It is sometimes disorientating, but we do, uh, uh, we, we, it's, it's incredible where we go. You know, we, it's incredible where we've just been. We've just been to Malaysia, and um, we've been meaning to go out there for five years. In fact, we went out there nearly 20 years ago on our honeymoon, so it's amazing to go back again. And, um, and we've got some friends that went out five years ago on a church plant, and, uh, and they're really good friends. They're godparents to Adelaide, and, um, uh, and we've, been, we've been talking about going out there for five years, and it, it kind of all came together. And, and it was just incredible to see what God is doing in that place, this incredible service, uh, just like super indigenous uh, uh, to the area uh, full of Malay and Chinese and Indian and just this incredible uh, local leadership which is being raised up, uh, ordinands that are being trained in this theological college uh, that they've set up there, uh, they've got Mandarin speaking service as well as three English speaking services there uh, and, and they've set up a new hub, a new alpha uh, Asia Pacific hub. It's remarkable what God is doing and it was just an incredible thing for us uh, to go out there and just to see that and to be a part of that and obviously to spend time with incredible friends. And, 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 and one of the things that I got the opportunity to do uh, while I was out there was to just spend a bit of time uh, in my, I guess, my sort of quiet times with God just reflecting on 2019. You know, it's really important that we, that we remember, you know, that we take time to reflect and, and we take time to rejoice 
uh, in the amazing things that God is doing in all, of our, in all of our lives. And particularly as we kind of step into this new year, and typically we often think about vision, and we think about what God is up to, uh, and what God is leading us into. Uh, kind of, uh, before we do that, I just wanted to be able to give thanks and to rejoice uh, about what God is doing amongst us here at St. Paul's. And so I, I just want to, I made a little list um, and I was, I was giving thanks to God and I just wanted to, uh, just to read you of just a few of the kind of highlights that I was giving thanks to God for for this last year, which has been a remarkable year here at St. Paul's. A year where um, Jesus kind of renewed our sense of uh, identity and how we articulate who we are as a place of landing and of launching you know, here we are located on the dock and on the highway, a place of transit, uh, a place of motion and momentum, you know, a place where things come out from, uh, but also a place where people land to pause and to rest. And um, uh, our vision to make disciples, to transform communities, to plant churches, it's amazing how we've seen that thing flourish in 2019. We had people come to faith both on and off Alpha, uh, we saw people baptised, children baptised, adults baptised, whole families uh, were baptised. Uh, we saw attendance here grow, you know, the numbers of people coming on a Sunday increased in 2019, which is just super exciting. Uh, we saw financial uh, giving as a part of our worship increase, you know, people giving in to the ministry here uh, of Jesus. Uh, we saw new connect groups planted. Uh, we saw men and, and women's ministries flourishing. Charlotte was just talking a little bit about what's happening with the min uh, women's ministry uh, this week. Uh, we've, we've done a lot of worshipping, you know, not just on, on a Sunday, uh, but every uh, month pretty much we've had a, a kind of a bigger midweek worship event, whether that's a kind of a no agenda or a heaven culture or sailor sessions or more recently unite night, whatever we've called it. You know, we've been gathering here uh, sometimes with hundreds of other people who have come to join us to worship Jesus in this space. You know, our worship team, people that are leading us in musical worship, has grown throughout 2019. You know, actually, remarkably, both the worship pastors that have helped build that team across this year, Ashton first, and then Joe, uh, who's leading us uh, today, have both released brand new music. New albums got released in 2019. You know, what an amazing thing that songs, I guess, that are welling up and being sung in this place are being sung uh, in other places too. You know, we've done all sorts of courses where we've been able to deepen our relationship with Jesus. You know, we've talked about Alpha, but we ran a marriage preparation course, a marriage course, restored lives course, restore and rebuild course. You know, all of these things are happening here throughout the week as we're investing in our relationships with one another, our relationships with Jesus. You know, 2019, we had a whole load of SPS weddings. I was really excited about that. I don't know about you. I know there are some of you particularly who were really excited about that. You know, it's an amazing thing that actually we get, this is a family and we get to celebrate together. That's been incredible. And I know, uh, you know, there's going to be some more happening this year. You know, we've had some amazing teaching series. We've had loads of different people teaching us and opening the Bible. Uh, you know, we've seen our kind of preaching team grow there. You know, we had some amazing events like our big uh, spring weekend. We had focus our week away together we've had new student engagement we've got partnerships with XLP and with Fusion you know it kind of goes on you know we've trialled this really exciting new 4pm Sunday gathering we've had newcomers lunches we had people come and share testimonies and stories about mental health and we've been able to think as a community about some of the ways that that impacts us 
and the community around us. You know, this is just some of what's been happening as we think about making disciples, being disciples of Jesus. You know, we've been seeing our community be transformed. We've had some amazing events. Again, you know, we run pretty fast at St. Paul's. You know, we, we had our, uh, our London Marathon uh, party here, and we, we were counting how many people came in. We had, uh, had 2,600 people came through onto the site to kind of engage with us, you know, whether they were just buying a burger or going to the loo or having a great conversation with someone here. You know, it's an amazing thing that we can bless our community in that way. We had over 800 people who came to our fireworks and bonfire party. It's remarkable the way that we're able to be present here in our community, present, being good news and light. You know, we secured funding uh, from an external organization to be able to augment and to grow our community work. Tower Tots continues to thrive here. You know, we're meeting with over 80 families every week who get blessed in this place. You know, we've continued to run our Thursday night night shelter. Uh, And more than that, we've been able to continue to give to growth, the organisation that that coordinate that and night shelters around Tower Hamlets. You know, it's been amazing that we've been able to bless them and they've been able to celebrate here in this space. We've done some food bank collecting. We've collected for period poverty. You know, our Monday night craft club has kind of been rebooted. And a couple of times this year, we had the great privilege of partnering with the Metropolitan Police and the local uh, authorities here uh, as we look to help combat human slavery. And we had a reception centre here for people that were being released uh, from modern slavery. It's remarkable what God has been doing in this place as we make disciples, as we transform communities, and of course, as we plant churches. You know, and what a privilege we had this last year of being able to pray for and send out Jason and Pam and their team as they plant Kingdom Roots into Limehouse uh, to be able to bless and send out Father Bernard as he planted this new Catholic church, Catholic context church in, in Austria called Pfarrer Lichtenthal, the Valley of Light. You know, I love that. What a, what a privilege that we get to play a part in that. You know, this, this, this last year, 2019, we saw four of our people get ordained, not just go into training, but get ordained. You know, and we saw Dave Pilkington, who some of you will know, he's planted a church on a boat in Stratford. He got ordained. Steve Opie's in Chelmsford. Josh and Alana are just down the road at St. George in the East. These are our people. You know, we've got others that are being trained currently. We had three people who started this Peter Pathway ordination training stream. It's amazing how God is raising up leaders in this place. You know, as I sat there in Malaysia and I, and I spent a bit of time just reflecting on some of what God has been doing amongst us this last year, I, I just couldn't help but give thanks What an amazing thing that God has given us, this big, bold vision to make disciples, to transform communities and to plant churches. And we don't just get to talk about it, we get to see it. What a remarkable thing. Isn't that amazing? And you know what? As we go into 2020, the vision hasn't changed. The vision hasn't changed. You know, we want to make disciples. We want to transform communities. And we want to plant churches. That's who we are. It's what God's calling us to do. And it's remarkable that we don't just get to talk about it, but we get to see it worked out in front of us. I'm amazed when I think about that. And I'm amazed that God gives us the privilege of being involved with what he is doing. 
And I believe that we're going to see more. You know, one of the things I, I spoke one afternoon, it's a bit, kind of bit of a busman's holiday, we went out into, out into uh, uh, in Malaysia and I ended up speaking at the theological college there and did a bit, and I spoke at the, uh, in the evening at the church there. And uh, one of the things I spoke about was our Jesus who puts the more back into mortality. You know, we think we've just kind of got this existence that we live through, but there's always more with Jesus. And I believe there's more for us as we step into 2020. And, and I, actually, I believe this is going to be a big year for us at St. Paul's. You know, numerically, it's a big year. You know, there's so much hype, isn't there? 2020, 2020 vision. You know, there's all sorts of puns that we could pull out of that. Uh, and, uh, and I really almost did. And then I got rid of them all. Um, but actually, it's a big year numerically for us as a church. You know, this church building, the one that we're currently sitting in, was built in 1820. 200 years since this building was built. Now, this is the second building. You know, we know that this church was planted in 1656. You know, for, for over 350 years, worship has pulsed on this site. You know, but we can celebrate. This building was built 200 years ago and has stood as a monument and a testimony to what God is doing in East London. It was 15 years ago to this year that Rick and a team from HTB planted into this church. Uh, there's about a dozen people uh, that were in this church. And, and, and out of that plant 15 years ago, uh, God has really rejuvenated what's going on in this place. You know, so that we can celebrate all of that stuff that I just read out. You know, what a remarkable thing, 15 years ago. And, and as, as Mark mentioned in a couple of Sundays' time, as is our uh, tradition now, we are going to celebrate Church Planting Sunday. The last Sunday of January, I think it's the 24th of January. Make sure it's in your diaries. We're going to have an amazing amazing celebration of all that God has been doing uh, and, and think forward and get excited about what God is going to be doing amongst us as we think about church planting and I'm really excited that Rick who is now Bishop Rick uh, is going to be coming and speaking to us uh, on that Sunday so please do uh, put that in your diaries we're going to be celebrating church planting together and Rick's going to be speaking to us but you know I believe that we're going to see more this year I believe that we're going to grow. One of the things that I love is that we have a new Bishop of Stepney. Uh, there's a whole load of bishops about. If you're not sure about how, you know, what the deal with bishops is, uh, just ask me afterwards. Uh, I'm just about getting there. I'm just about understanding it. Um, we, uh, we've got a new Bishop of Stepney, who I guess is my boss in this area and helps care for the, the clergy, the vicars in, in Tower Hamlets and in Hackney and is Islington. And She's called Bishop Joanne and she's amazing. Uh, and One of the things that she's been talking about a lot is church growth and and I love what she says um, uh, the, the fact that whenever we talk about growth we always want to talk about depth and impact and number I kind of made a little thing that you know growth always makes a din she didn't say that but that's you know if I was saying I'd have said growth you know depth and impact and number it makes a sound you know whenever we talk about growth it needs to make a sound it needs to make a din, depth and impact and number. And I'm so grateful that as we see God growing this church, you know, I believe we are seeing depth, you know, our own discipleship, our own relationships with Jesus growing. You know, we're seeing impact in our communities. You know, so I love the way that we are so present here in Shadwell. And I believe that that's going to grow more too. And we are increasing in number. It is the most exciting thing. But you know, as we step into this new year, I just wanted to focus on something really simple, really, today, as we kind of reset ourselves for 2020, for this big year. 
when we run fast together and we get excited about the things of God together. And I wanted to share with you two simple pictures, really, offer them to you to kind of take into this new year. Because for our vision to pulse with the life of God, our veins need to pump with the love of God. For our vision to continue to pulse with the life of God, our veins need to pump with the love of God. So let me pray for us now. Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you for this community. I thank you for this church, your family that we all get to be a part of. I thank you that you've called us to be here together and together with you here in East London. And Lord, we do pray, Lord, that most of all, beyond all the exciting things that we get to do, Lord, I pray that in 2020 we might all know your love in increasing measure. Amen. So two pictures, I've kind of called this message beauty and blood. Beauty and blood. And and actually, before I get into that, I should probably say happy epiphany. Anyone excited about that? Yeah? Happy epiphany. This is the first Sunday of epiphany. I was really sad not to be with you on actual epiphany. Actual epiphany is the 6th of January, happens every year. Uh, I love epiphany. If you don't know much about epiphany, epiphany is uh, my favorite festival in the church calendar. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's the time uh, when uh, we celebrate and we think about the revelation, the revealing of Jesus to the world. Uh, And actually on Epiphany, we often celebrate with the story of when Jesus uh, was revealed to the Magi, to the wise men, kind of representing the globe coming in and seeing the baby Jesus, this newborn Messiah, revealed to the world. Throughout Epiphany, we also celebrate the baptism of Jesus, kind of the revealing of Jesus, of the Son of God. And, and through that, we get this incredible affirmation of God over Jesus as he, uh, as he says, this is my Son whom I love, in whom I'm well pleased. And, and in Epiphany, we also celebrate the presentation of Jesus at the temple Uh, on a a strange little festival called Candle Mass, which happens on the 2nd of February. And that's Epiphany. But you know, one of the reasons why I really love Epiphany is because the 6th of January is Adelaide's birthday. (laughs) My little girl. And do you know what? Epiphany is about God revealing his grace to us. And one of the ways that God has revealed his grace to me so much is through Adelaide. My little girl, we were, we were out in Malaysia, she, she turned seven, uh, she's uh, incredible, and, um, and I love talking about Adelaide uh, at Epiphany, and, uh, and as I was thinking about this morning, I was just reminded uh, just of one verse, uh, which kind of forms this first picture uh, that I want to share with you this morning, and it's just a verse in Psalm 45, Psalm 45 verse 11. It says this, it says, the king is enthralled by your beauty. Honour him, for he is your Lord. The king is enthralled by your beauty. Honour him, for he is your Lord. I remember the first time I read that psalm, it was actually uh, 
just not long after Adelaide was born. And um, I was up in the middle of the night um, and um, I was just holding her and she was asleep in my arms. And, and I was just reading scripture and, and I read this psalm, Psalm 45. And, uh, and it's actually uh, an amazing wedding song. Uh, it's a beautiful psalm. Uh, but when I got to that verse, verse 11, it just hit me in a new way as I, as I sat there with this beautiful baby girl uh, in my arms. The king is enthralled with your beauty. Honour him, for he is your Lord. You know, my heart at that stage, and, and actually still today, <laughs> was just bursting, bursting with love for this little girl. You know, all I wanted was the best for Adelaide. All I wanted was the best for her future. All I wanted was for her to have everything she could ever need, everything that she could ever want. My heart was just bursting with love for her. I was absolutely crazy about her. And as I kind of reflected in this moment uh, on the love that I had for her, I uh, reflected that it's kind of a weird thing because actually there was no reason why I should love her so much. You know, it was the strangest thing, really. Kind of, she hadn't done anything for me. You know, she wasn't contributing. <laughs> and actually, seven years later, hmm. <laughs> the fact is, she was costing me. She was costing me time. She was costing me money. She was costing me emotional energy. You know, the place was a mess. There was food everywhere, changes of clothes. There was, uh, we, you know, there was, I, I, there was this pool in Malaysia, and one of the signs in, in the pool said, um, said, please don't discharge any bodily fluids into this pool. It was a weird sign, but it was a bit like that in our house, you know, it was crazy. There was, you know, that's what it's like when you've got a baby, and I'm thinking, why do I love this thing so much? But my heart was bursting, absolutely bursting. And I remember just holding on, I read this psalm, the king is enthralled by your beauty. And it suddenly clicked. I thought, gosh, that's what God thinks about me. That's what God thinks about me. You know, and why on earth would he think that? Because, gosh, you know, what do I do to contribute to him other than create a whole load of mess? (laughs) It feels like sometimes just God's running around cleaning up after me. But I know his heart just bursts for me. And it bursts for you. He loves us. He's enthralled by our beauty. What a remarkable, remarkable thing for us to reflect on. And it's a picture that's kind of just kind of echoed throughout my mind ever since I fell on that verse uh, that morning. You know, this is how God thinks of me. You know, often when I'm in worship, you know, or when I'm on the street or, or actually, you know, when, I, when I'm doing things that I wish I hadn't, you know, sometimes my mind is reminded, actually, I, I'm enthralled by your beauty. And it's a strange thing that this God, regardless of whether I'm worshipping him or or messing something up somewhere, is just enthralled with me and enthralled with you. You know, that's the, that's the love that we need to understand. 
as we step into this new year. Because as I said, you know, for our vision to pulse with God's life, our veins need to flow with God's love. And it has to happen that way around. You know, and that's not just that we would love, but that we would know that we are loved. You know, I think one of the, the things that, that our generations here need to hear more than ever before is that we are loved. That we are loved. You know, there's this yearning to be loved. You know, as, as, as I kind of look out across my community, across my world, you know, and actually if I'm honest, when I look at myself, I know that there is this yearning to be loved. And we need to know that God loves us. He is enthralled with us. God wants to affirm us the same way he affirmed Jesus. This is my son. This is my daughter, whom I love, in whom I'm well pleased. And you know, it's not through our, it's not through our strategies. It's not through our strengths. More often than not, it's through our mess and our weaknesses and our wounds that that love then spills out and flows through the world. The king is enthralled with your beauty. Second picture just to offer you this morning. Um, you know, one of the the biggest reflections I think I've had since I've been here at St. Paul's and have been able to join in with you on this amazing journey of landing and launching. Um, I've been here for three and a half years now and I think one of my biggest reflections is actually just how hard it is to, to send people out. How hard it is to plant churches. You know, I know that many of you, uh, you know, the reason that, that you're here, the thing that drawed you to this, drawed, that drew you to this church was the fact that, that God has given us collectively this vision to plant churches because there is a dynamism and a momentum to that. And it's what we're seeing happen. But you know what? It's so hard. It's really tough. Every time we say goodbye to someone, every time we send someone out, it's really, really tough. Generosity costs. That's what I've been learning. Generosity costs. It's really, really tough. And I had a picture whilst we were away, and again, I just offer it to you. It was a picture of us as a church, and it was almost like we were a body, and just kind of laid out here in Shadwell and, um, and every now and again we would get a wound, <laughs> like a pain and it was like a cut across our arm uh, and if you'll forgive me for a, a graphic picture as we were cut it was like a, a spurt of just blood was just pumping out across the area uh, and, and I felt that God encouraged me uh, with that, that actually it's really tough when we give away and it feels like sometimes our life is ebbing away. But actually that is how in the economy of God we see things grow, when we give sacrificially and often when we, when we can feel wounded. Actually when our veins are pumping with the love of God, that's what comes out. And I believe that's what we're called to as a church, a church that are prepared to do the hard things, a church that are prepared to give the hard things, a church that are prepared to allow ourselves to be wounded sometimes so that God's love can flow. But it only works if we're full 
of God's love. That's why it's kind of the beauty and the blood. You know, it starts with us all knowing this sense of who we are, the affirmation that God is enthralled with us. Because actually then we're able to give out of that. John writes in 1 John, he said, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And John goes on to say, we love because he loved us first. You know, as long as our veins are full of God's love, our wounds will flow with God's life. You know, and that is the way of Jesus. That's what we see in Scripture, isn't it? You know, not, not that he meets us on the mountaintop of triumph and victory, but so often he waits for us in the valley of mess and of pain and of wounds and of weakness and of sacrifice. You know, as we give ourselves away, we practice becoming like Christ who emptied himself, who was wounded for us, gave himself up for us. You know, Christ who won, not with a, a blast of a horn or kind of a spray of bullets, but with just the giving of his blood. And so as we go into this new year, and as we think about our vision to make disciples, to transform communities, to plant churches, as we think about all the exciting things that, that we will do, because we know that the Holy Spirit is alive and active and moving amongst us, it's important that we pause. And just remember that God loves us, not because of anything that we're doing. He, he just loves us. He just loves us. He just loves us. And then actually when things get hard, when giving seems hard, actually we know it's his love that comes from us. You know, that's got to be the first. That's got to be where we start this year. And actually I'm so glad that we're able to start this year with this kind of thrust of prayer. You know, because if we're going to really understand what God thinks about us, you know, then we've got to spend time with him. And we've got an amazing opportunity coming up as we see the studio turn into our prayer room. And I would encourage you, sign up, get in there. We're going to be praying 24-7 for seven days, non-stop. You know, and the only way we're going to do that is if we all join in and if we all do that together. But I guarantee that as you spend time in the presence of God, it will be remarkable. God will speak to you. God will affirm you. God will reveal to you the love that he has for you. And it's that that will fuel the life that we see happen here in 2020. I like the fact that we're going to be looking at prayer now. And then the week after then we look at church planting. 
I was kind of thinking about this this morning. Maybe we need this to be our mantra. Prayer before planting. Prayer before planting. You know, we can get so caught up in what we do that we forget who we're doing it with, in whose power we're stepping forward in. Why don't we stand? I'd love just to pray for us. Joe's going to come and just lead us as we bring our focus back onto just the Jesus who we love because he loved us first. And I just want us to spend a moment just receiving afresh from God his love. Each one of us. It's not about how we love, but how we are loved. You know, I'm always reminded of that royal law that Jesus gave us, you know, to love, love our neighbour as ourselves. And, you know, if we don't love ourselves, then our neighbour's getting a pretty raw deal, yeah? We need to allow God to reveal to us how special we are, how enthralled he is with us.